All right. Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Real Live Talk. I'm really pumped that you're here to check out this episode. Uh, if this conversation today blesses you, encourages you, challenges you in some way, if you consider subscribing, sharing, leaving a review, depending on which kind of platform you're watching this on, that would really, really mean the world to me. So thank you so much. Uh, I'm really excited to uh, have this particular conversation today. My guest is John Rizzo. John is an actor, musician, singer, and songwriter. You can see John in Firelight Creative's filmed production of From Patmos, which premieres worldwide and can be seen both in person and online on March 18th. So John will be up on the screen with me in just a minute, but just before we jump into it, well, actually, before I say that, you're going to want to make sure that you stay tuned because um, a little bit later on in the show, we're going to tell you about how you can get access to the uh, filmed production of From Patmos for 15% off. So I think that's pretty cool. So stick around for that. Uh, just before I bring John up on the screen, we're going to go ahead and check out a uh, quick trailer here of From Patmos. John, first of all, can you hear me? I can hear you great. Awesome, dude. Awesome. Well, thank you, man. Thank you for being here. I, I appreciate you. I appreciate your time. Man, we worked through a few technical difficulties there, but I, I super appreciate your time. And uh, thanks, man. I've been wanting to do this for a while. We connected a little while back. Well, you and I, first of all, we go sort of way back. <laughs> sort of. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Just a couple of decades ago, right? But uh yeah, my my last year of no, excuse me, my first year of Bible college coincided with your last year um, at Elam, and uh, so I knew of you. I've been familiar with uh, your music and some things, some other things about you for a long time. But this is definitely the longest conversation we've ever had. And so, anyway, I'm I'm super pumped, man, just to find out about what you're doing and uh, just get to know you a little bit better. So, thank you so much for uh, joining me today. Thank you for having me. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, man. So I want to we, we just looked at that little trailer of from Patmos. We've actually got a couple uh, other clips that I want to show just throughout. And uh, I want to talk a, a good amount about that just before we jump into it. Um, has music and artistic expression for you always been a part of your life? Was that something that you were kind of into as a kid or something that kind of came along later in life? How did all that kind of start and uh, take shape for you? Yeah, I, I would say it's always been a part of who I am. I mean, I remember scribbling little pieces of poetry on paper, um, you know, pre the smartphone electronic device age, um, you know, when I as as early as I can remember as far as being able to write. And then, of course, uh, being in ministry, doing worship leading, uh, there's a certain amount of creativity that comes with that. So. Um, that's been kind of the majority of that creative expression um, until the last several years. Mm. So you you got into you did this production of from Patmos, but you've been involved in some other things, right? Before this, you've done some other other plays um, and some theater work and things like that. Yeah. So, gosh, this this had to have been oh probably 2012. 
I, mm. uh, my brother, actually the writers of from Patmos, this was their first show. So, um, and it wasn't filmed. And, uh, so I was in that in 2012 oh, on a okay. whim. Uh, I went to callbacks. I had just gotten back in the country and my brother's like, you, you should come to callbacks. We need more guys. And I went, ended up getting cast as kind of like this secondary villain character and, uh, <laughs> was surprised by how much I fell in love with acting and with theater. And so that's mm. when it all began. I think I was around, gosh, 28 or 29 at the time. Wow. So 2012, you you joined up with uh, the 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 ensemble for from Patmos, but you said you were a secondary villain villain character. So you had sort yeah. of a small a small role in the show. I did, I did, yeah. And that was really my first. I mean, aside from a few things here here and there growing up, that was my first taste of theater and of acting. And uh, I got bit with the bug really bad. Mm. And from there, I um, you know I. I didn't really do my, I should not really, I didn't do my first community theater show until 2016. So everything before that was church related. Um, and it was a very small period of time, but um, yeah. What kind of church did you grow up in? So I grew up, my, my dad actually graduated from Elam Bible Institute where we both went. So okay. we're, we kind of have a very, uh, my my background was kind of influenced by Elam even before I attended Elam. So it was an it was an Elam, he was an Elam pastor. Okay. So yeah. you guys were kind of on like the Pentecostal end of the spectrum growing up, mm -hmm. I would imagine. Yeah. Yep, did you guys sure. do so did you have like the Easter pageants and like all that kind of stuff going on in your church? Like what what kind of uh church related production or you know acting play, that kind of thing did you ever have a chance to be a part of? You know, um, I was in this this really short play when I was a teenager at a, a different church in the city I grew up in. It wasn't with my 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 dad's church, um, but other than that, I mean, I really didn't get into any church related stuff and, and until my late twenties. That first show I did that my brother wrote. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So from Patmos existed first of all as a play right like as a production inside a theater but yes. now um what you guys just got done uh wrapping up and we're just very very close just about a week away from the uh this this worldwide premiere of uh of from patmos in terms of the the film so this is a filmed version now correct correct yeah the gosh it was probably 12 years ago that it it was first on stage and um, they they rewrote the script. Um, it went through several rewrites. My brother added some additional songs, and then we filmed uh, October of last year. And it's just been in post production since then, getting those final edits, color corrections, sound editing, all that all that fun stuff. And the the uh, international premiere will be on the 18th of this month. And um, really, anybody from anywhere in the world can can watch that can they can rent it for 24 hours and then we're also going to have a local film premiere um in olathe kansas at life mission church oh that's so cool 
so real quick, let's do this now. We'll do it again at the end, but just so that we don't uh, forget or anybody that's on now that might not be able to stay to the end. Um, would you just quickly tell us where we can, you know, go to find out information about ticketing, whether for whether it's in person or online? Um, just uh, mention the website and anything else that's that's relevant for people to know about. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, tickets for both the in-person show and online can be found at frompatmos.com. And uh, for your listeners slash viewers, there is a discount code patmos15, patmos15, and that gets you 15% awesome. off. Awesome. Patmos 15. At some point, I'll um, I'll try to put that up on the screen so everybody can see it. For those that are watching, I know uh, probably more people are listening than watching at this point. But, <laughs> but for those that are watching, we'll get that up on the screen. Either way, we'll include it in the show notes and all that stuff for the podcast. And uh, and that'll be cool. So when you were recording the now for this filmed version, um, were you recording in front of an audience or were you just recording for the sake of getting it on video? Most of it was strictly for getting it on video. We did do one in-person performance, um, but because we were filming it, uh, every scene, like if there was a prop in one place on a table, it, it had to be there at the exact same spot okay. <laughs> for the next take so so the live audience um was it was a long process for them because doing going through the entire show it just took us a while to reset and make sure that everything was the same consistency i imagine i know it takes so many people working together to bring something like this to life i mean we're talking about uh from from what i read this this is a two and a half hour long film right yeah so yeah, how many right. people, if, if you know, or if, you know, ballpark even, uh, how many people kind of worked together? What, what all went into to the production? How many people had to be involved in this project? You know, I don't have a hard number off the top yeah. of my head, but I would, I mean, easily 30 to 40, I would imagine, because we had a pretty large cast and then we had um, director, producer, we had a, a professional film crew, we had a sound engineer, we had people backstage helping with props and scene changes. Um, so it's it's a pretty, pretty large team effort. And it was mm. really cool to see how all the pieces came together. And each individual contributor played such a pivotal role, you know, not just the people that were in front of the camera, but working behind the scenes to make sure everything worked well and, and went off without any incident. That's so awesome. Let's go ahead and show. Uh, let's go ahead and show a clip, and then we'll uh, we'll I'll, I'll ask you a couple more questions. I never knew that this Jesus had such great love for me. I never knew the way He felt about sinners like me. I never knew that there was mercy to be lavished upon me. He's made me new. He's forgiven. What's going on in this clip? I feel like that might this might be a clip that can explain a little bit about what the overall production is all about in the first place. So what's going on in, in, the, in that clip that we just saw there? So in the clip that we just saw, you see two different ages of John. So you see old John, that was the, the guy with the longer hair. 
Um, and then you see younger John or middle-aged John played by myself. And in this moment, John the Apostle, this is kind of his turning point in the story um, where he goes from being a son of thunder uh, to, you know, kind of this evolution into being the apostle of love. And um, so this is a moment where he's really been confronted with some darkness in his own life. And he's been confronted with some areas where he's been in disagreement with Jesus and who Jesus is, but he wasn't even aware of it. So it's this kind of this revelatory turning point, point moment for John. Um, and that's kind of the what's the culmination of this song is about. Mm. So is the production, is it is it pretty much like John, because the, the show is called From Patmos, so the John the Apostle, as he's in his old age and he's been exiled to the Isle of Patmos, right? Oh, did I lose you? You can hear me or no? We can't hear. Nobody can hear. Okay. <laughs> We're back. That was weird. That was weird. Sorry, everybody. Maybe just um, fr from your perspective, this I'm sure this would come off better. So uh, what is the just overall, what is the the story about? Yeah. What are people going to get when they either come see or watch online from Patmos? The story is told by John the Apostle uh, from the island of Patmos, where he's a prisoner mm -hmm. and he is talking to a Roman guard and reflecting back on his life. And so it, it really goes from his childhood all the way up to the point where he is imprisoned. And um, really, I think one of the main takeaways from this show, a lot of times we think about these these Bible characters, these um, these huge figures that we um, often put on a pedestal when we read the scriptures as untouchable, as, you know, you know, perfect and something that we could never achieve to. But what I what I realized as I was playing this character is you got to start somewhere. And, mm. you know, you, you go from this really he's, he's a hot, he's a hothead, you know, talks about uh, James and John being sons of thunder. You know, there's this there's this account in the Gospels where the their mother comes to Jesus and says, hey, can my boys say your right hand, your left and your kingdom? Mm. And and, you know, there's these. There's these these hints and these indicators that we see uh, about John's character and who he was as a person, and I think that really um, a fictionalized you know retelling of that. And um, we always want to stay, make sure we're staying within the grounds or the parameters of orthodoxy, but we also want to have originality and creativity when we're telling these stories. And so that was a really fun thing to explore in the character of John. That's so cool. One of my favorites is, uh, I think it's in John chapter 20, where it says like John and Peter, well, John's the one writing, so he doesn't call himself John. He says the other disciple, he says uh, the other disciple and Peter were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter. <laughs> he just had to, he just had to put that in there. He's like, I oh, ran yeah. faster than Peter. It's so mm -hmm. funny. Um, well, you mentioned, you mentioned him, you know, being, well, basically the, the role that you're playing of John is him as he's a middle-aged man and uh i'm not I'm, I'm not putting you quite quite there yet i don't think you're quite middle-aged yet but we're you know you and i together we're not yeah. getting too far away we're, we're pretty close was there anything about that of of getting into that role i know that as an actor you're getting into the the role and into the mindset of the character of course you know based on what you know about him but also kind of from your own perspective and your own sort of creative 
you know, twist on things and just kind of getting into the mindset of, of the character as you're playing that role. Was there anything that kind of resonated with you on that level of playing the role of the character at an age that might be similar to the age that, that you are right now? And uh, was there anything that just kind of caused you to particularly resonate with John uh, as you were portraying him? It's a great question. I, I think that, um, man, I think that there's a lot in this, in our telling of John, there's a lot of unfulfilled expectations and, mm. and things not going according to his plan at all. Um, and I think I can definitely resonate with that in my own personal life and, and yeah. seeing the kind of the frustrations of that. Um, but learning to trust Jesus's leadership, you know, for him as, as a man in front of him. And then as he is, you know, Jesus ascends to heaven, continues to have that relationship and ultimately culminates in him receiving the revelation of Jesus Christ that we have written in the book of revelation. Mm. Um, so kind of seeing that, that journey of struggle, wrestling with disappointment, wrestling with my dreams, not coming true, you know, to be cliche or use the trope, um, that he ultimately learned to trust. And, um, because of that faithfulness, you know, he, he gets this amazing revelation. Mm. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I just there's something about there's something that's so powerful about watching a play or, you know, a musical produ production. And, and I would just imagine that, you know, kind of being able to get into the, the role of such a big, important biblical character and figure. And you're surrounded by all these people, right, that are all acting and getting into these roles and you're essentially acting out this gospel story you know you're essentially it, and and telling the gospel really the story of the gospel presenting the story of the gospel in such a unique way of you know a man who's been exiled on an island as a prisoner in his 90s and kind of looking back on his life and his experiences with Jesus and all these different things it's such a very unique way um, of you know being able to tell that story but I just think that I would just imagine that it, it must have been such a unique experience to kind of get into the, the role and the mindset as you're telling the story with this group of people as you're singing together and you're, you know, essentially walking through the story. Did it cause the the gospel message to kind of come alive to you in a way that, you know, you probably I don't I, I don't think you could have experienced it any other way. I, I just think that that must be um, such a special experience to because you're kind of like living in the story as you're telling it and experiencing uh, Jesus, you know, and experiencing the, the power of the gospel message, but on a whole new level where you're actually living in it and getting into the mindset of the character. Do, do you get do you get what I'm what I'm saying? There is is that something that I you do. felt? Was that something that was. Uh, you know, made had yeah. an impact on your life. It did. It did because you know the whole idea of acting is living truthfully in imaginary circumstances, and in what made this show unique is that, especially especially in the scene we saw a clip of earlier, I had to go. I didn't have to, but I chose to, and I think it. it, it hopefully, it it makes the scene more powerful. I went to a place in my own life, in my own heart, where I'm saying. Yeah, from a spiritual aspect, there's 
there's parts of me that I don't want anybody else to see. And there's, there's wrong mindsets that I have that I need to confront when God highlights them. And mm. so for me, I'm like, well, okay, in John's instance, in this, in this story, that confrontation happens with a, a Samaritan woman. So, you know, there's this account of Jesus speaking with a Samaritan woman and we're reimagining or imagining what was, what was the conversation like after that mm. encounter that Jesus had. And, and so in this, without giving too many spoilers away, John is not happy. And there's, there's really, it, it's, it's uncovering. Um, and I think that hopefully it, it does this for, for the audience, for those who watch this, uncovering the dormant or maybe camouflaged racism or, you know, um, Come on. God's no, God's no respecter of persons. And that, you know, there's, there's aspects of the way that we view others that is not, it's not God's heart. It's not who we're meant to be as human beings. As we look at one another, no matter how we're different, you know, uh, color of our skin or, you know, belief system, convictions, religion, um, all, all of the, all of the isms, you know, that, that yeah. can divide us. And so for me, I'm like, okay, where are the, the parts in my life where I am, um, you know, I have some wrong mindsets about certain things. And so in this scene, I really allow myself to, to go to that place and wow. to, to live that. Um, so yeah, it was very unique because again, going back to the, the original statement about acting it's like living truthfully under imaginary circumstances well in this case mm. um you know there's something called the meisner technique and so i would joke with the director with acting and i would joke with the director it's like spiritual meisner because i'm i'm literally going to a place spiritually for this scene um to to read us true and to find the character's motivation and reality in this moment do you think there's a way to apply that to our lives in terms of the way that we engage with scripture, like to the way that we engage with studying God's word and reading the Bible to where like, I, I know that sometimes we could probably get into a, a, a mode of life or a mindset where we're just kind of reading to, to read and where we don't really necessarily engage with what's going on in terms of, I mean, we, I think that it can kind of go over our heads sometimes. Like these were real people in real circumstances, like you were just talking about that aspect there of, you know, there being this, um, this, this race, racist or, or prejudicial sort of, you know, mindset toward people, you know, toward um, the, the Samaritans from the perspective of the Jews toward the Samaritans. And there was, there was all that going on. And I think kind of being able, even as we're reading God's word and studying and spending time with the Lord to kind of be able to, to put ourselves in the shoes of people um, uh, and, and I think that that could cause it to really come alive to us more and cause us to kind of go to another level. Do you think that there's something practical there that we could somehow kind of take that same mindset and apply it even to our own, you know, just time of study and, and walk with the Lord? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that comes from just, you know, um, I'm trying to remember the, the name of it, but there's a specific kind of Bible study where you'll take out the verses and you'll just go through a, a passage and you'll write down your thoughts. You'll, you'll talk mm -hmm. about the themes. And I've done that with, with small groups before. And, 
that's been really amazing just to see kind of the the hidden hidden truths in a passage and and, and on a more you know practical more intellectual level i think about moses for example like moses needed aaron to speak for him so did he have a speech impediment did he have an anxiety disorder like what was it that prevented moses from feeling like he you know was able to speak to pharaoh and to, to lead a people and so it's stuff yeah. like that like where where, where was the uh, on a psychological level, on an emotional level, what was preventing it? Um, so, hmm. yeah, the nuances of the of the story really matter in the context. You know, the the context and the culture, all these things help us to really experience what was actually going on. You know, there's times we can read a passage of scripture, and we're reading it in English or you know whatever our native language is, and you know the words don't necessarily even have. Um, they've done, you know, a good, a, a great job translating everything, but the words don't always, always have the exact same meaning because sometimes there's a word in Greek that we don't even have in our language, a direct translation for. And, and then uh, to another extent, we don't understand the, the culture of what it was like and the culture and the context of why Paul said those things or why Jesus said those things or why John said those things. And so we can kind of miss out on some of that. But yeah, I think I think that that's so cool, man. I think that that's such a, a cool, like unique experience that that you've had in, in being able to to be a part of this production and kind of like living in the reality. And uh, and of course, you're taking some creative liberties and going to some places and like like, oh, I just imagine that maybe it was like this and kind of getting into that mindset. Right. But uh, but but I just think that that's such a, a, a cool, unique um experience and uh yeah i i, I think that for sure I, I totally agree with what you're saying i think that there's ways that we could apply that same kind of thinking into our walk with the lord so that you know as we're reading scripture it's not just words on a page but it's it's you know recognizing maybe even identifying i think that's probably a better way to say it identifying with the characters in the story uh in a way that really makes it you know come alive to us so i think that's yeah. super cool um, I think another example would be, oh, sorry. No, please go ahead. I was just thinking of another example. You know, we often just kind of gloss over uh, the readings of Paul when he was like, he's like, I was beaten with rods. Mm. You know, we, we talked, we, he, I was, you know, scourged. And then he talks about the, we kind of like just read over this and gloss over it and don't really think about it. But a lot of times when you think about in modernity and present day, there are Christians who are being persecuted for their faith. And so when you wow. hear those accounts, when you hear those stories, it makes what happened 2000 years ago a lot more relevant and real. That's a kind of another parallel that, that maybe could be drawn. Yeah, absolutely. How do you personally get into the, the role that you're portraying or get into the mindset of the characters? Is there any, anything that that you kind of do that you focus on to uh, make that character come alive for you and to kind of get into the mindset of the character that you're portraying? Yeah, I think the biggest clue that you have when portraying a character is the text. So what does that character say? And so once, once I actually get my lines down, <laughs> the layer that I add is what is my character thinking in this moment? Um, or what is my character thinking when the, when, my scene partner, the other character is speaking to my character in this scene. 
Mm. Cool. This is kind of a nerdy question, but just something that I'm curious about. The extent of my involvement in plays. I was in a lot of plays as a kid, but I would always have like one or two lines. So the whole time I'm just I'm just thinking about when my line is coming up and I kind of mm -hmm. know what the cue is that when I'm supposed to say it. But when you're doing a production that's as lengthy as this and you're one of the lead roles and all of that are you just i'm just curious about what your mindset is are you thinking about when you have to speak again or do you know it so well that you're just kind of living in the moment and it's more like second nature than having to actually think about you know like like oh when is my next line and what does it happen when is my cue i'm just curious about kind of how that feels for you once you're actually in the production itself yeah, it's definitely the latter, second nature and, and kind of living in the moment. There is there is an importance of not being so overwhelmed and in the moment that you uh, you kind of lose your line. Um, you have to be careful of that. But no, it's definitely more of more of like, hey, I've, I've got my lines down in this next scene that I'm about to do. What am what is my character experiencing and, and why is he saying what he's about to say? Um, what's his motivation? Uh, my uh, my playwriting professor uh, at university, he, he would ask this question. He asked this question the first couple of days of class. He's like, okay, what's the purpose of dialogue? And we're like, oh, to move the story along. Oh, to, you know, to, to build the, the plot. Yeah. The purpose of dialogue is for one character, is for a character to get something else from the other character. It's about getting what you want. Mm. And so as a writer, you know, understanding that and also as an actor like well yeah that's actually true like every conversation is really based on meet, meeting a need and you know there's there's obviously there's exceptions um but for the most part dialogue is about that it's about getting getting what you want yeah oh that's a cool that's a cool perspective uh is it cool if we show uh one more clip here absolutely yeah, I wanted to show this one because I really love the vocals um, in this particular clip. So we'll show this one and then uh, we'll talk about it. Okay. I came, I gave, I left. Then I set sail again. Blind eyes would open, deaf ears would hear of the mercy that Jesus has. I came, I gave, I left. Then I set sail again. To live here is Christ, but to die is gain. What shall I do? I will I will remain. And uh, for anybody listening and not uh, not watching, that's uh, that's you <laughs> singing there. And uh, I just think that those are really, really powerful vocals. I I, I love that. Uh, I love that clip, man. I can't wait to see it for real. Uh, I can't I can't wait to to watch it. So, uh, but what's going on in that clip that we just watched or listened to? So that is uh, in the latter part of the show. And at that point, John is kind of taking account on, you know, all of these lost and all that 
the gospel has has cost him and being true to the calling um, has cost his character. And um, so in this moment, it, he's I think it's kind of a a re-sign up point in his in his uh, in his story. And um, it's kind of he's he's recounting his past and he's he's looking forward to the future as well. And um, that you know that final lyric, I will remain like he's he's we're, we're borrowing some language from Paul. You know, to live as Christ, to die is gain, but it's more profitable for you that I remain, like that Paul is speaking to the church. Yeah. And so we kind of, we took that, we took that language and we gave it, we put it in the mouth of John because uh, he also was a leader in the church. What What would you say for you is a takeaway that people can expect or this is a better way to ask this. What's sort of your your heart, I guess, um, in being a part of this production and what you um, would expect somebody to maybe um, walk away from seeing this production with and sort of your heart for, you know, what you want people to experience? Uh, my hope is that people experience this story uh, at a, on, another, on another level or they see another layer. Yeah in in the the uh the the life of the apostle john and they see the humanity but also the power of the gospel in his life yeah it's really cool when we get to see that like i, I don't know have you seen the the chosen series the youtube series um you know when we kind of get these opportunities to experience characters again not just in like people that were in a book a long time i think i think even just seeing a trailer or seeing a clip and knowing like, oh, that's that's John, like, you know what I mean? Like that that's John or that's Jesus or the, like these were real people that lived and walked on the earth. And and I really do think um, even just from the you know very uh, limited knowledge and information that I have of this so far, um, it really just seems to me like something that's um, that's going to just really be powerful and, and do just that for people that get a chance to see it. I came across um, some music that you wrote. Um, look, looks like it a, a while back. I think I saw 2013, 14, something like that. Mm -hmm. um, do you still do you still write music? Is that something that you're that you've still been into in recent history, or something that you're interested in, you know, getting back into again? Or what's that been like for you? Yeah, I do. In in fact, um, for the for the upcoming show, it's called Between Two Worlds, and that's based on. The life of Daniel. I wrote several songs for this show and was also a contributor on the book for the script. Um, and awesome. so it's something that I've I've continued to do throughout the years. Uh, but being a part of uh, being a co-writer on a show has really made me hone in on that and uh, get those juices flowing again. So that's been a lot of fun, and I think it's been really great uh, just to just to get going with the songwriting again. So that's definitely something that I want to continue to do and get better at. I came across an album um, called The Way You Are. Yes. Um, that's, uh, that's available on Spotify. And bro, like, I am I love it, man. I really love it. I wish I had found it sooner. I was listening to um, a handful of songs that you that you have up there. And it's just, it's just the music is so fun. It's it's really fun. It's just enjoyable to listen to. It's kind of got this whimsical sort of element to it. Uh, you know, there, there's there's parts of it that I was listening to where it kind of took me back and made me think that I was 
watching some kind of a musical from you know the past but then there was other stuff that kind of had this sort of like panic at the disco vibe to it and just some different things and uh uh man i i just uh i really enjoyed it so i super recommend it the album is called the way you are by john rizzo it's available on spotify is is there um anything else or anywhere else that you would uh point people to check out any of your you know music or even other you know content or things that you've worked on I mean, uh, that that same EP is also available on Apple Music and I think Amazon uh, Music as well. Probably any streaming platform. Um, I haven't I haven't really released anything since then. So I'm excited about the cast album for this upcoming show because I'll actually have some. Even though I'm probably not going to be the one singing it, I'll have some new music out that's that I've authored. Um, but I I appreciate the kind words. Um, that's definitely. Uh, that that seems like such a long time ago because it was and uh, <laughs> nine years ago. Gosh, uh, but yeah, it's funny. I've I've taken I've taken about six years of voice lessons since then. So it's it's I'll listen to that and I'll kind of cringe a little bit because my technique <laughs> has improved so much. But that always happens. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, it's interesting, man. All right. Well, we definitely dealt with some technical issues in that episode, and I feel really bad because there were entire sections that I had to cut out because the audio was unhearable or just super choppy and hard to listen to. I normally don't do any editing or extremely, extremely minimal unless it's just super necessary. Today, it was very necessary. And uh, anyway, I feel bad, but I do appreciate you guys for being here and taking the time to check this out. Hope that the parts you heard encouraged you or challenged you in some way. But I do want to reiterate, because one of the parts I had to cut out was when John re-explained where to go to get information on From Patmos. So you can go to frompatmos.com and uh, find out all the information that you need about ticketing. If you live in the Kansas City area, I would super encourage you to go check this out. I think it's going to be really, really cool. If you don't, then uh, the global uh, premiere of this is March 18th. March 18th, that's right around the corner. And uh, wherever you are in the world, you can uh, get access to the online version. And again, it's from patmos.com. Remember to use the discount code patmos 15 that's Patmos and then the number 15. And it's just something super cool that John and uh, his crew uh, just allowed us to participate in for being listeners of this podcast. And so um, super awesome thanks. Huge thanks to John for being on again. And uh, he'll come back sometime in the future. We'll be able to go a little bit further and deeper on some things that we didn't get a chance to get to today. But again, I super appreciate you. Thank you for your time. I hope you have an awesome rest of your week. And I'll see you next time.